Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Thursday morning. You know, the Jazz moved from New yeah, Orleans yeah, to yeah. Utah following the 1978-79 season. <laughs> and I got to say, it might be time to move off the stance, perhaps, that the Jazz are just some great regular season fad in a league bereft of storylines. And people are saying, we'll wait to see if indeed Utah is just that. I don't know. This game was over last night. This was the marquee game in the NBA. Granted, the Lakers were shorthanded. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. Fellas, I know you spent part of your time watching the game. Key got the nap in yesterday so he could watch a little bit extra. Jay, I know you sometimes wake up early and watch yeah. all, every second of basketball you can. You didn't need to watch every second yesterday, nope. Jay, because by early third quarter, this thing was over. Jazz by 25 over the Lakers. So no Anthony Davis, no Dennis Schroeder. I understand that they are depleted manpower-wise, but what I saw last night from the Lakers defensively, it was poop. It was poop, Ron Burgundy. It was poop. It was, it was a lack of effort. And I think if there's anything you extract from that game is that aspect of it. Right, Utah shoots 47% from the field, 46% from the three-point line. They made 20-plus threes in that game. They made 50 threes in their last two games. Utah is the best team in the West as of right now, but it's, I don't worry about the Lakers long-term because, look, if you get AD back, you get Dennis Schroeder back, offensively they will be fine. But it, it seemed like defensively they were a JV team last night. I mean, I don't know how many today this morning at 3.30 in the morning, I'm watching the tape. I saw Marcus all involved in so many pick and rolls, and he was just taking advantage of. I mean, he was taking advantage of in ways that I can't even say because we were PG Network. <laughs> That's what I saw last night. And I think ultimately that lack of effort is something that LeBron James and company really need to put in check as they move forward. Well, I don't know if it's a lack of effort as much as it is they may not fit it'd be a good fit and matched up against the the Utah Jazz with the way that the roster is constructed at this particular moment without AD and Dennis on board. Um, like I said before, they, they just are not very good right now. <laughs> Let's just say that. You know, when you get run out of the building the way that they did, it's, it's a little alarming – it's a little bit, but they're not they don't have a full arsenal. And you you start to try to figure out, okay, if we had everybody, how would it look? Would it be a little bit different? Obviously LeBron didn't play nearly the minutes that he was playing in the past. Uh due to Well, he, he didn't I'm, play minutes because he got blown out. I would say probably due to being, you know, blown out a little bit there. Um so you start to just try to figure out how to fix it. I think that you start to say, okay, is something setting in from a tired standpoint as a team because you've now lost a handful of games in a row? Does that start to wear on you? Is it, are you thinking mentally too much out there instead of getting back to the basics? And, and so, you know, when you allow a team to shoot 40, 45.8% from three, that's, and you're shooting 24% from three, you're not going to win very many games. Well, they've been shooting bad from the three-point line. That's a huge indictment on the Lakers, and that's been one of their most troubling issues in the month of February, right? Uh, their lack of three-point shooting. LeBron talked about it in the post game, But there are things called effort defensively, man. That's one thing that travels every single day. 
you can bring effort defensively to close out the shooters. Now, with everything being said, you know what I loved about the Utah Jazz last night? Is that when your opponent is injured, you keep your foot on their neck and you don't let them up, no matter how hard they tried. They put them in the dirt last night. They buried them 20 feet under. If there's anything that's a lingering effect for LeBron James and this Laker team, it's the way the Utah Jazz blitzed them last night. The game was over in the second quarter. It was over in the second quarter. If you look the way they were spacing the floor and the effort that the Lakers were giving defensively, LeBron James sat out the entire fourth quarter because it was almost a 30-point lead. So, if we, you know, we want to sit up here and say, well, you know, are, are the Utah Jazz, are they for real? Even though they've won 22 out of 24 games, everybody, tonight's a statement game. The Jazz are for real, and they proved it on a national stage last night by beating the Lakers head into the white meat key. Well, I'm not going to say that they're not for real. They are for real, but in a seven-game series, are they for real? A one-game sample size when a team is hampered. It's not a one-game sample size, okay? They, they've won 22 out of 24 games. It's not a one-game sample size. It's a one-game sample size. If you're trying to go at the champions, it's a one-game sample size. I mean, yes, over the course of the season so far, they've won as many games as you just said. But that is not against the Lakers. That is not against the Clippers. They've got to get through those two teams for it to be, for, for me, at least to jump on and be like, oh, yeah, they, they super for real. They're getting ready to go win a championship. Just because they take care of business with a team that everybody has looked at as the perennial champions and saying that the Lakers are going to do it again, the Lakers are going to do it again, and then they're missing a couple key components off the team. And now the first thing that we start to think is, well, the Lakers are less than. Utah's all of a sudden the juggernaut of the NBA or the juggernaut of the Western Conference. I'm not ready to say that just yet. Yeah, no, I, look, at, at the end of the day, uh, you have to pay them the respect. I mean, uh, all the games pretty much, they won by double digits. Yes, they, they have the respect, <laughs> right. Jake, but I'm not ready to push them at the top just, oh, because, just because their record indicates that. I, I'm not saying that translates to them winning the whole thing or them coming out of the West. At the end of the day, it's still if the Lakers are fully healthy, the question is, will AD be available? That's the question for the Lakers because Dennis Schroeder is not enough. Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell, not enough. You need AD. So if AD isn't there at the end of the day, if he tweaks that Achilles again and he happens to be out, you will see the Utah Jazz well, and the I Clippers mean, in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, if it, clearly if the Lakers are missing Robin the Batman, it's going to be a little bit different than we saw LeBron several years ago in the East take care of business and put a team on his back. The West is a lot stronger. So it's yeah, it's going to be difficult to do. But I'm assuming AD is going to be healthy a month from now, a month and a half from now, you know, where the Lakers will get back to where they were prior to his injury. Here's what I'm trying to do if I'm the Lakers. Because matchup-wise, I'm not trying to see Utah until we get to the Western Conference Finals. Because of the way they play, because of small ball, and how big the Lakers are, Marcus All, Montrezl Harrell, even if you do have AD back, it's not a great matchup for them due to spacing and the way Utah can shoot threes. So I'm trying to say, hey, if I'm the Lakers, like I'm trying to see the Clippers or somebody else, you know, potentially uh, t before we get to the Western Conference Finals. I don't think that's the matchup the Lakers want to see. Lakers have lost four in a row. Let's quickly Dang. hear from LeBron James. 
well, obviously we all got to do a better job, of, you know, in our own individual self and that will carry on to the team and, uh, you know, and, and pick up in, in ADs and Dennis, um, you know, absence. Um, you know, we just hit a rough patch, you know, and it happens throughout the course of a season. Um, you know, you don't want it to happen, but when it does, you know, I think it defines character. It, it challenges you and, you know, you just uh, get ready for the bounce back. So uh, you learn from tonight, uh, learn from the previous games and then get ready for the next one. Absolutely. You you learn from it and you just bounce back. You, they hit a rough patch. He's right about everything. I'll give you one quick point on the Lakers and one quick point on the Jazz, and then we will shift to the NBA in our next segment. A reminder, we start the day with the Jazz statement, win over the Lakers, start the day brought to you by Indeed. Indeed helps you hire great people fast, indeed.com slash credit. Here's the thing with the Lakers. Next up for them, tomorrow night ESPN, they'll take on the Blazers a couple days after LeBron essentially said Dame was one of the most disrespected players in the league. So that's a good storyline to watch. And Mm. the other one for the Jazz is this. Jay mentioned they hit 53s in their last two games. So in their last game, they have a franchise record, 28 threes, and then they follow it up with a win that's going to get the attention of the other 29 franchises in the NBA. And if I could just say this, could have had a triple-double for Donovan Mitchell, could have had a triple-double for Mike Conley. Both were oh-so-close last night, and I just got to be the one millionth person to say this because Mike Conley has got to be the best player in the NBA that has not made the All-Star game. He was snubbed again two days ago. I mean, the guy's just done an unbelievable job. They thought he was done in Memphis. They thought he would never fit in Utah. And he's just been nothing but terrific. Yes, I know, Game 7, the Nuggets, right, Jay? Everything in the bubble last year. This guy, I don't know what this guy needs to do to get the attention he deserves. Maybe finally this Jazz team playing the way they will finally is putting a spotlight on this. Mike Conley should have been in for CP3, in my opinion. I would have given it to Mike Conley. And I'm glad that Devin Booker finally got put in the All-Star game. He deserves to be in the All-Star game. He shouldn't have been the replacement for AD. He should have been in the All-Star game. Yep, and that was the other guy that LeBron exactly. said was the most disrespected. He said two most disrespected guys in the league, and he put it out individually on Twitter. Devin Booker won, Dame Dollar second. He'll see the latter tomorrow as part of an ESPN double header. Celtics in the first game, Lakers, Keys Ooh. Lakers in the second game. That's tomorrow night on ESPN. On the way, I mentioned the NFL talk. Two quarterbacks, once linked, get huge votes of confidence from their New teams and a pressing NFL question to ask everybody out there listening this morning. Next on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. John in Oklahoma, we got to run, but what you got? Jay, he's one of my favorite point guards watching college. Key, Thanks, great, consistent career. Saw it with my Cowboys, luckily. It was safeties, not seagulls, when you went over the middle or you wouldn't have got 800 catches. Zubin, great personality, great job leading the show. More from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. The fellas and the ladies are already set to talk football because I haven't even given out the poll question yet. Apparently, we're already getting calls to talk football. So let's get right to it. From A to Z, brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK. Dell. In what has to be the least surprising news of all time, Bucks general manager Jason Like said he'd like to have Tom Brady back for longer <laughs> than after really? next season. Yes, breaking news. You know, guys, put the breaking news banner down. We don't really need it there. Obviously, Shocking. signed on the two year, $50 million deal, but obviously playing the way he did throughout the rest of the postseason to get that Super Bowl championship. It's pretty obvious. You mean they don't want to move on to Mike Glennon? Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Blaine Gabbard is also sitting there much younger than Tom Brady, ready to go when Brady is ready to go. But apparently he's not ready to go anytime soon. Here's Jason Light making it official. Where else? Talking to the media on. Get used to it, folks. Zoom. We thought Tom played incredibly well this year along with the entire team. And we would, we would love to have Tom play here. I can speak for Bruce. I think, um, as long as, as as he can continues to want to play, so um, if if that comes to fruition at some point, um, then we'd be elated. So, but I'd like to keep those uh, conversations private that we have right now. Indeed, but it's one move that's going to make him the NFL Executive of the Year, wrangling Brady to Tampa Bay. Obviously. Brady had that whole situation swirling with Garoppolo in New England. That's where we're going to go next, Jimmy G, and that's going to set up our question this morning, which I think you're really going to enjoy. The 49ers GM, John Lynch, no doubt Jimmy G will be back in 2021, squashing all the talk of the reunion with Belichick or the fact that the 49ers seemingly are unhappy with him, his inability to stay healthy. You think John Lynch is dissatisfied with Jimmy G? Listen to this on the I Test for Two podcast. If he's injury-free, is there any doubt in your mind that Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback when you line up in September? No, not at all. I mean, I, I really believe that he, uh, you know, just look at the numbers. I mean, he's 24-9, 25-9 when he's played. You know, though, being available is a big part of this thing. So, like I said, we probably as a uh, – stated goal we have to insulate ourselves better and we got to have better options if he's not there but you know i've watched people go through this in the career where they struggle it happened to me early and then i went eight years without missing a practice so i believe that things can happen i i believe they will for him and, and you know i really believe that jimmy is our guy what do you make of that your former teammate as strong as could be <laughs> yeah i i mean john john you know i could i could find ways where he said he really believes that does not say he is he just really believes as of right now, but he also says, you know, other options. So, look, <laughs> what are you laughing for, Jay? Because he's stuck, Key. He ain't got no other choice but to say that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, what are the other options right now? The way it looks, there's really only two other options, in my opinion, that's better than for the 49ers than Jimmy G. That's giving up a haul to get – 
Deshaun Watson or figuring out how to satisfy the Atlanta Falcons for a reunion with Kyle Shanahan, with Matt Ryan. Those are really the only two options that I see. Otherwise, if you look at the landscape of quarterbacks as a whole, Mm -hmm. starters and non-starters, you might as well stick with Jimmy G. If if you're not going to go get one of those two, you might as well stick with Jimmy G. What's better than him? Well, Keith, it's interesting hearing Lynch talk. He said, you know, when available, I'm like, when is he going to be available? He's always injured. He's always injured. Listen to this. Since signing his extension in 2018, right, it's been 83 million, 83 million against the cap. He's just played in 25 games, Key. 25 games. That's $3 million per game for a guy that's not available most of the time. Like, that, that's, that number is staggering to me. So, yes, a lot of their players were injured last year. But my thing is, availability is one thing. It's, it's a hell of a thing, man. You have to be available to actually be on the field and play. And this guy's always been injured. Well, he had a freak accident, right, with the ACL. That was kind of, you know, that was one of those deals. It's like a running out of bounds play. Yeah, it was just, it was a weird deal. But it's not, he's not, I wouldn't call him injury prone, so to speak. He what does need him? to be available because he's not, Come in for one game, miss three, come back another, miss two, come back three more. That's injury prone. Having a season-ending injury is not injury prone to me. A guy playing the game of, well, I'm going to play one week but not another, that's injury prone to me. And I don't see that. If he's 20, whatever John said, 25, was it 29 and 5 as a starter or something like that since he's been there, I'm, I'm okay with that. He just has to stay healthy. You know, and and I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I think he's a guy that they paid a lot of money to that they tried to get a lot of the passing game out of when that's probably not his best suit. His best suit is much like a lot of quarterbacks. You play defense, you run the ball effective, and that quarterback can make a few throws here and there, and that is what you get. But when you pay the type of money that you paid to him, all of a sudden, you feel like he's got to throw the ball all over the place. Mm-hmm. Until, they, until that Green Bay-Minnesota game or Minnesota-Green Bay game, mm-hmm. when they shut him down from throwing, they were like, oh, no, because he threw the ball to the other team one too many times. They ran the ball, and they went to the Super Bowl. That is kind of what he is, but when you spend all that money on a guy, you try to make him a passer. The 49ers' feet are stuck in the mud on this one. They cannot move. It's fine. But, I mean, look, the, the issue is with Kyle Shanahan – I mean, and Jimmy Garoppolo, they're well documented. I mean, I don't think Kyle Shanahan sees him as a long-term future for the Niners organization. So if you run it back this year, that's fine. And then you go on the market and you get somebody that you want next year. Right. I think if you're an optimistic, bullish 49ers fan, the idea is if the 49ers are healthy, and they've been ravaged at far more than just a quarterback position, that's the most prominent, they've been hurt all over the field, that if you can get a healthy squad back together and a healthy Jimmy G, as Kia said, look, Jimmy Garoppolo completes one pass in the Super Bowl, and we're not even having this discussion because he gets the ultimate mulligan year because he's a Super Bowl champion having dethroned Patrick Mahomes and company to get there. Jimmy G, G's for Garoppolo, G's all 
also for Genesis. That is the question. The genesis of this morning's question. Which quarterback is facing a make-or-break season? Jay just made a very compelling case for Jimmy G. Is it Stafford? They gave up the farm to get him. Is it Goff openly saying, now Mm. I can at least go somewhere where they want me? Is it Wentz, where everybody's already expecting them to be great year one? Is it Deshaun, with essentially saying no matter what team you put him on, he's going to be great next year? Is it even Sam Darnold? with getting maybe some help at the number two position at the draft. Who is it? Which quarterback is facing a make-or-break season this season and why? Speaking of Watson, he mentioned it. What's going to happen with Deshaun? I just mentioned maybe Deshaun's the answer to the poll question for you. (laughs) Not not just yet. Where? Not just yet. (laughs) I thought I missed it. That's coming, though. I thought thought she was getting ready to break me some news. (laughs) (laughs) What's better option for Deshaun? The Queen City or the Mile High City? Mm. We'll dig into that. Sean Watson has officially requested a trade. The Texans named David Culley as their next head coach. People who have been involved in this organization for two decades who no longer want to be a part of what the Houston Texans are doing. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Left side, Donovan. They're switching everything. Donovan beats Wesley to the rack, pops the right-handed hammers. Oh, Donovan. Wow. 81-57. Timeout because they got to check and make sure the rim is still attached yeah, to the glass. <laughs> Zubin, that's great to do during the regular season. <laughs> Just like Milwaukee, right? Just like Milwaukee. We'll see if the Jazz turn out to be a little bit different than the Bucks. Jay wants to see it when it counts on, 95, on 97 the zone. Donovan Mitchell was great. This thing was over. Early third quarter. Jazz over the Lakers by 25. Of course, the Lakers still playing without Anthony Davis. They've lost four in a row. Much more NBA talk coming up in about 30 minutes from now, in which we'll get into if the Jazz making a deep run, or dare I say, winning their first NBA title ever would be a good or bad thing for the NBA. There's a little bit of a, as Brett Favre would say, a schism between the three of us on that L.A. County Sheriff saying Tiger Woods not drunk during his crash. They did come out during the press conference a couple days ago and said there were no signs of impairment at all. They will not be filing charges against Woods, essentially saying this was, quote, purely an accident. Black history always, I was wondering when we were going to get to this guy. On this date in 1964, Cassius Clay became the new heavyweight champion of the world after defeating Sonny Liston. Of course, he later came to be known to the world as Muhammad Ali. And Sports Center is brought to you by Mako. Get a refresh with your refund during Mako's tax season sales event for expert paint and collision repair. Use their contactless services. It's as easy as book, quote, fix, uh-oh, better get Mako. 
Terms and conditions apply. So those last words came from Ryan Clark talking about the team president who had joined the Houston Texans before the Texans even played a game. I mean, and a guy like that is on his way out. He said he just didn't like the culture or the way the organization was going. So when the guy at the top doesn't want to be there, it tells you something. The top quarterback available, of course, is, as we all know, Deshaun Watson, unless you're the Houston Texans, in which you're saying he's not available at all. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. There have been a lot of contenders. We heard early about the Jets. We heard early about the Dolphins, because they have the draft capital. And every other team... That's not the Texans and a handful of other exceptions like Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Green Bay probably should be kicking the tires and making a call. Two teams we haven't really talked about that are really looking to make major strides, fellas, are the Carolina Panthers, who seem done with Teddy Bridgewater. And he and the Fighting Zubins. And Teddy seems done with them, too, by the way. So that, that's, a, that's a relationship that's beyond repair. Year two for Matt Rule with an aggressive owner that wants to have a quick fix And, as Jay mentioned, uh, the Denver Broncos, who have not participated in a single NFL playoff game since Super Bowl 50, Peyton Manning's last game. Key, let me throw it on the line Uh for you here. Uh Drink some water, man. Drink some water. Here we go. It's very emotional when I talk about the Broncos. It's very emotional. Because you know they're not going to get him, but we have to have this discussion anyway. Okay. Um, Carolina or Denver, um, of the two, even though they seem to be, I mean, you never want to count out Tepper and his money. Uh, they seem to be longer shots. I'm going to call them long shots. Longer shots, um, which seems to be the better landing spot if you were Deshaun Watson. Let me make sure my mic works now. It's Is it echoing? Are you echoing, Key? They fixed it, I believe. Okay. We also okay. have our guest questions, so you're going to be ready for the next segment yes. as well. <laughs> um, I, I would think, it, it. you know, the two teams would be the Broncos, Carolina, but I, I Carolina. I mean, it's a better – it's just a better situation, a better fit. An offensive-minded head coach, uh, Joe Brady calling plays. That's big. People don't talk you know, about that. Well, it is, but is Joe Brady as magical as he was at LSU? I don't know that yet. So I don't want to put him on a pedestal. I mean, I know how we do. Oh, my God, he was magical coming from LSU. He learned under Sean Payton. They're going to be amazing. Well, their offense wasn't that great. It was okay. You could blame some of it on Teddy Bridgewater. You could blame some of it on Chris McCaffrey being hurt and not being in there, being available to them. So – it's a better situation. They got a young offense that I think could potentially be dangerous. When you got guys like Robbie Anderson who played well, Samuel's there. You can use him in a lot of different ways. Maybe they go out and they draft another guy. Defensively, they're a young defense that's aggressive, that's hungry, that, that stepped up a couple notches. You know, Deshaun's from the area. He went to South Carolina. He's from Georgia, so he's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, he understands the region which is important, yeah. and you're in a conference, or not in a conference, a division that right now has one quarterback that we all kind of can point to, and that's Tom Brady, because we don't know what's going on in New Orleans, and we don't know what will happen in Atlanta with a new head coach. you got a new head coach in Atlanta with an aging quarterback in Matt Ryan and Julio Jones at the receiver spot. We don't know what's going to take place at the quarterback spot in, in New Orleans, even though they got a great team. I would look to Carolina. I don't. Do I want to deal with Patrick Mahomes twice a year, maybe three times a year? No, I I'd rather not. It's the Mile House City. It, it, it's Denver, Zubin. I'm going to Denver if I'm Deshaun Watson. And I'll, I'll say this: you, on the offensive side of the ball, Cortland Sutton missed all last year. 
right? Top target, Jared Judy. I love it. Melvin Gordon, KJ Hamler. I like what I'm seeing there. And for anybody that would like to use the excuse, well, how about Vic Fangio? Do you want him as a head coach? Well, look, Sports Illustrator had him with the best odds to be the first coach fired next season. So what do I do? No, what do I do? If if I'm Deshaun Watson, if I want to have more say with the organization and work with a guy like Elway, I sit there and I say, okay, how do we how do we snap a guy like Eric Bieniemy from somebody in our own division? How do we bring somebody like that to the Mile High City? And how do we get this team going in the right direction? And my only thing against the Panthers is if I'm using if CMC is used in the trade to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, what what weapons do I have to work with? That's my best weapon. Well, here's what I would say about. Deshaun making decisions of who's going to be the being next involved head coach. in the decision making process. Key not making decisions, but feeling like his being, voice being, is being, being heard with being another in, legendary quarterback. Being involved, making a decision, whatever, whatever, however we want to phrase it. You can't depend on something today uh, for tomorrow today when you are Deshaun. I can't sit up there and be like, oh, I'm going to Denver because I may get Eric Bieniemy when there's going to be a number of job openings again, and who knows what happens at that stage, right? So you, you can't do that. I know Matt Rule's going to be in Carolina. And as far as getting somebody to replace Kristen McCaffrey, if he's in the deal potentially to the Houston Texans, what I would say, and I know Zubin will cringe because he just, you know, his connections to Denver and the McCaffrey family, he doesn't want to see McCaffrey on the move. I get it. He's a dominant player when healthy. But what does that really get you? What does it really get you? What has it got in Carolina? And he's going to put up great numbers for fantasy football. There's no question about it. But I can go and get an Alvin Kamara and do the same thing. I can find that guy in the lighter rounds. I can go get a Nick Chubb, a Kareem Hunt. I can find those guys. What's the young man down in Jacksonville? Uh, the running back. Robinson. I can find Robinson down in Jacksonville because if I'm putting him in a position, and I don't want my running back to account for 40% of my offense. I'm not looking for that. And so when you start to look at how you replace McCaffrey, running back positions, they, you can replace them all day long, man. All day long. And you can still get the same production. You, you may not get 1,000 receiving and 1,000 catching, but you can still get the production. You know what's funny about that? It's funny we're talking about Denver and you say that, and I think it's well known to anybody that's followed the league for a long time. <laughs> if there's any organization, and this is just proving Keith's point, that has cranked out 1,000-yard runners like they're nobody, it's the it's Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos. Tatum Bell, Olandis Gary, Terrell Davis. I mean, some of these guys, you've never heard of them. Before they got to Denver, never heard of them, and they're cranking out 1,000-yard seasons. So you're right, and you could obviously well, it's not, it's, make it's, that happen anywhere. It's not, it's not poo-pooing on McCaffrey. Right. It's just stating the facts. You can get productive backs and utilize them a certain way to get that production. Jay Will, if you look at Todd Gurley was shipped off in free agency to Atlanta. They went out and drafted a kid named Cam Akers from Florida State. And it, the running game didn't seem like it missed a beat for the L.A. Rams when they wanted to run the football. It didn't, it didn't to me, in my eyes, I'm like, okay. So when you give the football to somebody like a Christian McCaffrey, Alvin, okay, here's, what I, here's how I just end this one for you, Jay. 
What's the difference between Alvin Kamara, who went in the third round, and Christian McCaffrey, who went in the first? Production-wise, yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I'm with you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, last thing I would say I, here. I, I, oh, go ahead, Jimmy. But, Tubin, I guess I would just ask you guys both the question. Uh, if you're Deshaun Watson, do you want to go to a complete re- rebuild in Carolina? Well, it's like, not, I wouldn't think Carolina is a complete rebuild. The well, comp- it it, it kind of is. I mean, it's no. on the verge of being. I mean, you're not. Matt Rule's a good coach. I think Matt Rule's a good coach, but it's still to be determined on whether he's going to be a great coach. No, it's not a rebuild, uh, Jay. Rebuild is the wrong word, buddy. I'm just. What's hey, the I'm, word? What's the word? Uh, uh, one or two players away from competing within their. Oh, division. Well, that's kind of a rebuild. No, no, man. If they, if look, they went out in. I would say they exceeded some expectations with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. This is why they want to take the next step by getting a guy that they think could help them accomplish what they set out to do because Teddy, there were several games where Teddy down the stretch didn't finish the deal. They're looking for somebody to finish the deal that will put them in position to get to 10 wins to get to 11 wins. A few games away is what they were. Kansas City Chief game. They were a few plays away from beating Kansas City. So when you start to look at that, you say to yourself, much like the Rams to a degree, the Rams said we were a few plays away from being the one seed in the NFC. And the quarterback was the problem. So we need to find a guy who we think can make those handful of plays to win those couple games that we needed. Yeah, and you. I think that's what Carolina's thinking. Yeah, two more, by the way. They just keep coming off. Mike Anderson, Philip Lindsay. You can oh, do yeah. it with anybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's the other thing to Key's point, though. The Panthers finished at 5-11. and 11. Key mentioned the close loss to the Chiefs. Yesterday, we got into the woulda, coulda, shoulda, where could have the Pats been if the ball bounced this way or that way or the ball didn't fumble this way or that way. To Key's point, Carolina was 5-11, and 11, but they also lost games by 1, 2, 3, and yes. 4 points. Yes. Right? Again, good teams win those games. Yeah. You upgrade at the quarterback position. Maybe you get half those games. Suddenly, you're 7-9 and nine with a guy that had never coached in the NFL, and maybe you can start seeing. I, and, and look, here's what I would say, Jay. I'm not comparing Deshaun Watson to Tom Brady, right? So let's not – as I say this for the people out there on Twitter that are waiting to push send, <laughs> just look at what happened with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They went and got a quarterback that can do enough to kick them over the top. And they won the but, Super Bowl opposed to a guy that threw 30 interceptions the year before. All they did, in my opinion, was got a little bit better on defense because they were already good on defense from the year before. And then they cut the interceptions and turnovers, sliced it right down the middle in half. Therefore, it allowed them to get into the playoffs. And once you get into the tournament, as you know, playing college basketball at Duke, once y'all got into the tournament, y'all was going to be hard to beat. But can't you make the same argument for the Denver Broncos? I mean, think about some of the ways they've lost games this year. I mean, with the Titans, the Steelers, I mean, the Chargers, the Raiders. I mean, they could have been on the verge of being 7-9 too. Yeah, but here's here's the problem, though. I'm in a division with a young Patrick Mahomes in a car. Not only am I in the division with those guys, I'm in the division now with Justin Herbert. Who's who's lights out? Who's going to be around for a while? But I'm not worried about who. Like I mean, I'm competing. But you. You want the easiest path, though. Nobody wants to do it the hard way. No, you want the easiest path. Not only that, the Denver Broncos have decisions to make. Yes, Cortland Sutton 
was injured on an ACL. We don't know what that's going to be coming back. Jared Judy wasn't even close to what he was at Alabama as a player in the National Football League. What is that going to do for you? And they got questions that tied in with Noah Fant. Who is he? The running back game, okay, they got Melvin Gordon. What is that going to be? On top of all of that, the one thing that they got to make a decision on and the biggest thing is the Hall of Fame pass rush specialist and Von Miller. Miller. Face yeah. of the franchise. Face of the franchise. What are we going to do with him? He was injured all of last year. He has a huge cap number. Oh, by the way, he has some off-the-field issues that they yeah. have to attend to as well. So yeah. you, 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 you see what I'm saying? So I don't know that Denver is the right spot. For Deshaun. Yeah. And Vaughn, I know Houston isn't. Yeah. Vaughn was figuratively <laughs> the last link to their championship team. If they want to think about what they want to be, they're going to have to let go of the player that probably got them there to the top of the mountaintop. We'll continue to take your calls all morning long. Hang on the line if you can. Which quarterback is facing a make or break season in 2021? We've got fellas hanging on the line. Hang on if you can. That's the question this morning, or if it's easier, Key J and Z on Twitter. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. Back to Deshaun's home, at least for now. So the idea here is simple. We'll just simply throw out a team, today's team. We're going to try to get to all 32, so hang with us as we go through what could be an unprecedented NFL offseason. It's as simple as this, the best and worst case scenario for these teams. I'm pretty sure I know what worst case is going to be, but we'll just make sure. We'll get a courtesy of our expert, Lance Erline, co-host of the bench on 97.5 ESPN in Houston. He also does some mock draft work for the NFL.com website. And speaking of mock drafts, Mel's going to be here in two hours. His latest mock draft is about to drop here in an hour and 15 minutes. Lance, good morning. Simply put, best case scenario for the Houston Texans this offseason is? The best case scenario is they get Deshaun back for one more year and then they get ready to move him next year because you know, the cap hit is just so substantial on moving him. It's $27 million it's going to cost, or $22 million it's going to cost you. And it's kind of complicated because, frankly, Deshaun knows he can't win here. So if that's going to be the case, you've got to get the most you can for him without taking that big punishing cap hit of $22 million. So honestly, guys, I think the best-case scenario is getting him, convincing him we will do right by you, we will move you, we just want you to stay one more year to help us out cap-wise, and we will get you on your way. That's probably the best-case scenario right now for the Texans, and frankly for for Deshaun, because I don't think they're moving him unless the right package comes in. Worst case scenario, obviously, is I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, we're living it. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I think worst case scenario is Jack Easterby continues to have all this power for whatever reason in the front office, and I, and I think you know Deshaun Watson obviously sitting out and and not playing, and then coming in maybe you know at the midpoint of the season to where. You can't even get a first, second, or, or third pick of a draft. You know, if he sets out, at least you have a high pick them, I mean, and you know that. You know you're not going to win. Uh, but Deshaun coming back, playing a few games, catching about you know a seven or eight spot in the draft, and he's still unhappy. That's probably worst case scenario. Lance, how can the Texans repair the relationship with Deshaun and convince him to stay in Houston? You know, I, I don't think so. It's, it's a little more layered than people think. I, I've got, you know, I talked to some people close with Deshaun, and here's a problem: you got a real problem with ownership. You got a real problem with um, the people who are running the ship. One problem is he doesn't even know Nick Casario, and he and Nick haven't had a discussion. And that's, you know, some of that's on Deshaun, quite frankly. But um, you know, I think at the end of the day, this is a guy who really loves loves ball, and you guys know. 
not everyone loves ball who plays ball, and he really wants to win. I mean, it's really, really important to him. And you don't have to follow football closely to look at this roster, see the roster issues, see the, the, the front office issues, and know he's can win Houston right now. It's, it's at least three years away. And I don't think there is, you know, if you look at it that way, a guy who really wants to compete for a championship and wants that to be, you know, part of his legacy, he can't do it at Houston. It's just not there. It's been destroyed, The, you know, the, the draft capital and, and the cap space. It's really been in the roster. It's been beat up by Jack Easterby and Bill O'Brien. And uh, he knows he can't win in the short term. And, and, and frankly, I just don't know that there's anything that can, can convince him to stay in Houston long term uh, unless there's some kind of plan that can get them back on track quickly. And, and you know, I do roster building stuff with, with NFL.com. I mean, that's what I, it's what I do and study, and it's not happening fast. It's going to take at least a minimum of two off seasons to get you back in the discussion. And I just think that's too much for Deshaun to bear. Got to say it. Worst case scenario, we're living it. I love it. In real time, it's true. The Texans yeah. do not have a first-round draft pick. Insult to injury would have been a top-three pick, but instead that pick, due to the Tunsil deal. Zoom, you forgot about uh, we don't have a second-rounder either. <laughs> let, me add, let me just <laughs> Jeez, add Lance. to all the issues. Not a first-rounder, not a second-rounder. Yeah, and no cap space. And no cap space. <laughs> and the first-round pick is actually third overall going to the Dolphins for the Tunsil trade. Other than all of that, Everything yeah. is great. Lance, thank you so much. <laughs> thank great stuff there from Lance Zerline, boots on the ground in Houston. Okay, what do you make of what he said? He had some interesting comments there. Well, that's why you don't want to be there. I, I, I'm, I'm, I understand we don't have cap space. We don't have high picks. I got a bad roster, and you want me to sit around for the next two to three years and waste my career till we get back to some sort of understanding that we could compete within our division, let alone our conference. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to be in that situation? If I'm Deshaun, there's it, no, I don't want to be in the situation. And on top of that, maybe you could have, I could have forgot all about that. If you would have just listened to some of the things I talked about in terms of personnel or hiring coaches or hiring general managers, listen to it. I didn't say you had to do it. Not an act. I just, just listen. I just want you to listen. listen. If you just listen to me, and maybe even if you wanted to rub it under my nose and tell me it smells like roses at the end of the day, at least you can play it, interview them, even if you didn't want to hire them. Make yeah. me feel like you like me. And play you the game. Pl- just play the game with me. Hey, I'm going to interview Zubin. We're not going to hire him, Jay. Let's just interview him. Keep my application. Dance with me, Zubin. Dance with me, Key. Buy me a drink. You know what I mean? That's all I'm asking you to do. They didn't even do that. So once they didn't do that, it opened up a can of you know what? Because it's like, okay, we don't have cap space. Man, they ain't got cap space, Jay. Oh, they don't have a first-round pick or a Mm second-round pick, Jay. And so now that it's like, well, dang, they didn't listen to me. We ain't got no space. We ain't got this. We got that. I'm out. That's what – happen and i know we have to do best case worst case scenario here but i feel like the only scenario is that either you're going to move him or deshaun watson's going to sit out there's no doubt about it the phone lines are filling up this morning's question is which quarterback is facing a make or break season in 2021 jimmy g Goff, 
Stafford. There's been plenty of calls here for Dak. We'll get to it in just a second if everybody can hang on. And Deshaun is all over the place here on this list as well. Hey, Jay, come to Duke. Uh, I want you to play for me, and we're going to be good in three years. We're not going to be good in the first two years, and I know you want to go to the NBA, but you got to give me at least three. Uh, I'm going to pass. I'll pass. On the way, (laughs) the best team in the NBA not making the finals would be great. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.